0: Now, let's accelerate. Here's James and Ash. Hey
1: everybody, it's James Vagley here and welcome aboard another episode, episode 77 of the MBA podcast. Ash, today we're talking about protecting your herd. I'm going to use a farm analogy in just a minute, but before we get there, how are you, mate?
0: Yeah, I'm going really well, James. Awesome to be here. Uh, How about you? Oh, the sun
1: is shining, uh... And it's a great day, so let's start talking about protecting your herd. Mortgage brokers, listeners, what do we even mean when we're talking about protect your herd? Let's let's think about the farm. Let's use a farm analogy. So what's the purpose of a farm? It's uh, in the old days, and when I say the old days, hunter-gatherer, what's that, Fifty, hundred thousand years ago, Ash? That's the real old days. Mm-hmm. Um, humans hunted and gathered. They would... Uh, trek around with spears and you know weapons and try and locate and then chase and hunt and kill game animals right and it took a long long time for the agricultural revolution to kick in where humans actually went hang on, what if we just herd them into this area which is bordered by mountains and hills and it makes it a little bit harder for the animals to escape that's going to make us a bit easier to hunt and kill. This is going a really bad way, Ash, We're talking about hunting and killing, but...
0: <laughs> <I'll bring laughs> where back. are they going with this, joke? <laughs> I'll bring it back
1: to something less macabre in a minute. Uh, and, and over, like, many, many, many generations, uh, humans got to the point where they thought, hang on, well, what if we just lead them into this area and, and not kill them? Uh, we'll just put... We'll just keep them there. And they'll start to breed and have babies. And they sort of went, hang on, why would we just kill one? We can just keep them in this area... And then we don't have to go hunting ever again. And so the farming agricultural style revolution started. And the idea, of course, of the farm is to bring people in, bring, you know, things you want into the farm and build a fence around it. Now, in terms of mortgages and clients, we want to use the farm analogy a little bit like that. We'll just remove The killing and the... We're not
0: suggesting that you harm (laughs) any of your prospects.
1: (laughs) This is totally backfiring. Uh, So, But what you want to do, essentially the farm analogy is, what do we do with the farm? We build a great space where the animals not just can't escape, but they don't want to because they're well fed, they're kept, they're looked after, they're moved around, they have sunshine, they have shelter... They have ample food. And with a mortgage business, we want to sort of take that same sort of analogy. Let's imagine your clients, your prospects, your partners are your herd. What are you going to do with that herd? You're not going to just let them roam free and run away and potentially be you know, caught by another mortgage broker farmer. You want to create an amazing farm. Put a fence around it, keep them well fed, so that they don't wanna leave, right? So how do we do that, Ash? You know,
0: we gotta do that strategically. It doesn't just happen by chance. Look, it's a great, great topic. And look, your, your analogy is spot on in all seriousness, James. It's a, it's a really good one. And um, you can apply that to these different areas of, of what mortgage brokers do. Like I, maybe an example that I might use just to sort of direct listeners attention is I know when I uh, was out writing a lot of loans uh, and building, you know, a good list of clients, like you know, uh, settled clients. You would call that a trail book, let's say. And I got up to several hundred clients, like really successful, putting a lot of time and effort in building a team to find and process loans and get them to settlement, right? But I wasn't doing a lot with those clients post settlement. I wasn't nurturing them. I wasn't communicating with them. So. Oh, this probably a couple of years in, I made a, a good decision to hire a part-time marketing assistant, a young girl at university. And she made the suggestion, you should survey your clients, find out what they're thinking, what's going on. And one of the questions in this survey that I agreed to do, which was done through old fashioned snail mail listeners, there's no it was no email, it was lick that envelope, whack the stamp on and put a self-addressed envelope with a survey for people to post back. Now. You know, we sent out probably 400 of these. Probably got two to 300 back. And you know what? The most revealing of all the answers was to the question of um, if you were to leave. And there was there were some former customers on this list as well that had had left the trail book. You know, their their loan had been transferred elsewhere, sold the property, whatever. The question was asked: uh, if you were to leave, or if you've already left, um, what would be your reasonings? Words to that effect. And the answer was blindingly obvious and changed the course of the way I manage my business. And the the most common answer was, I haven't heard from you enough or I haven't heard from you recently. Just repeat that. It was not that I didn't like your service. It was not that the rate wasn't good enough. It was not anything to do with anything like that. It was as simple as, I haven't heard from you recently like, think about that. We put so much effort into finding customers and winning them or finding prospects and winning them, uh, uh, referral partners and winning them, etc., etc. Yet how much effort do we put into keeping in touch and nurturing those clients? So the lesson I got out of that, James, was keep in touch, mm-hmm. keep in touch, keep in touch. You don't have to be a genius. You don't have to be making, you know, sending them all of this fandangled, you beaut. Marketing material, although a little bit of that might be of interest, just keep in touch. Show that you care. 100%. I
1: like that you did the survey. I actually read a survey very similar to that, and it came out, it was published by a a group. This is probably 15 years ago now, Ash, and it was the same thing. They surveyed uh, mortgage customers, and it revealed along the same things, same lines. Most people... Didn't actually remember who their mortgage broker was. Like they don't remember who they are. They don't even know their name. And one of the biggest reasons for leaving, i.e., refinancing or going with another broker later, was indifference. And how, it's such a like that's such a dirty word, Ash. Like indifference. <laughs> like yeah, we're in the customer service business, yet a lot of clients are indifferent to the relationship with their broker because there just isn't one uh, post-settlement. And I liken it to uh, going back to the farm analogy. It's a bit like leaving the gate open. Like imagine you built a great farm and there's amazing stuff in the farm, but you didn't bother to close the gate. Like you didn't bother to put a lock on the gate. Uh, You didn't bother to water the grass so it grows. Um, If you leave the gate open, listeners, your clients, your Partners, your prospects—they're free to roam. They might run away. They could get poached. Um, You know, and we put so much effort into our businesses and our clients and partners and all that, yet so many are leaving the
0: gate open and missing out. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's so important. And we, I mean, I, we probably should harp on about this a lot, right? Because it's so so important. Yeah, finding customers, winning customers settling customers obviously that's paramount but this also applies to partners i mean i I, i've had this discussion i reckon 150 times about the number one person that and i use a real estate agent as a textbook standard example of a referral partner the number one reason a real estate agent stops referring to you is they haven't heard from you recently like i've had this told to me so many times they a real estate agent will generally refer clients to the last person they spoke to. Yep. Now, I, I'm not saying that in any way to diminish or, or, or to suggest uh, that there's anything untoward going on. there. It's just human nature. People tend to respond to whoever keeps in touch with them the most, mm-hmm. right? So you've got to develop nurturing or herd protection to use your um, words there, James, strategies to keep in touch with people at different stages and different parts of your business, like prospects that you bring into a list of potential clients. That's one place. You've got to keep in touch with them. And there's, you know, we've worked with our members to, to build out these types of campaigns to, to be able to automate that so that you're not having to think about it every day. Oh, I should be keeping in touch with clients. That's why it doesn't happen, right? Is because it hasn't been set up as a system. We don't do it. Yep. so it's got to be set up as a system that's another thing oh. Pros- you know the clients that you settled loans with right you've got to keep in touch with them not once a year for their review not once every not once every six months to check in every month or more frequently got to keep in touch and the same applies to your referral partners keep in touch even if they ignore you 10 times in a row when the opportunity comes to refer it's very likely that you're the one that will get the business because you're the one that keeps in touch. You don't, you're not hot and heavy and then go cold. That's Mm -hmm. the worst thing you can do. So, so true. Let's, let's get more into the how
1: in just a moment, but I want to get a little bit, a little bit real with, with listeners because here's the big problem, Ash. The reason we know brokers don't protect their herd. It's not because they don't know about it. Everybody's heard about keeping in touch and Emails and the power of a database and all that. So everyone knows all this stuff. Um, But listeners, this might be for you, it might not be. And what I find, Ash, is that we know each and every mortgage broker out there that's thinking the same thing. I'm too busy with my current clients and deals to look after my existing ones. Most mortgage brokers are so busy just trying to keep up with their current clients to look after their existing ones. Now, that's the thinking. Uh, and maybe it's the reality, but I want to kind of call BS on that because being too busy with current clients to look after existing ones, completely missing the point. Um, That's like a salesperson mentality. Grab the commission, check and run mentality. Like as mortgage professionals, business owners, we need to be thinking long-term. We need to be thinking of the value we're creating in our partnerships and with our clients and prospects as a long-term play. And if we switch our mindset and thinking towards that, then we'll damn well prioritize keeping in touch with our existing prospects and clients and partners because we recognize that that is the value and lifeblood of our mortgage business asset and our trail book, right? So if you're too busy with current clients to look after existing ones, you're missing the point like um solve that uh, problem fast like stop going over capacity build your team uh, get your systems in check um find a solution to make sure that you are protecting your herd because it's that important
0: yeah it's one of the it's one of the really critical pieces of the puzzle and we talk about this a lot right James with the, the you know the people we work with we talk to talk about it here in our podcast and other places and that is you must be building a business that happens to do mortgage broking, not I'm a mortgage broker um, but, You know, that's selling something to clients. Like The, the, the industry has been built off the back of that sort of early days of we're coming in, find a client, um, get them a loan organised, move on and find the next client. That, that was sort of the mentality and it still exists a bit to this day. So you're right that we all understand that we should be doing something about it, but I think – you know, a big piece of the missing um, information for most mortgage brokers is, well, how, when, why, um, help me find the time. And this all fits into, I guess, the way we work and advise people is to start to put some systems in place to free up some breathing space so that you can then implement these, I'm calling them nurturing campaigns, but you can call them um, herd campaigns. You mean, think of yourself as a shepherd. You know, your job is to gather up your herd, make them feel safe, secure, and wanted and cared for. And as warm and fuzzy as that sounds, that's the way you've got to treat these incredibly valuable uh, people, both potential clients, existing clients, past clients, and obviously partners. So to, to put a system in place is the key thing, I guess I'm trying to say here, James and listeners, is it must be systemized. The reason, in my experience, and having been doing this, you know, um, not quite as far back as caveman days, although sometimes I feel like I'm as old as a caveman, James, not quite that long, uh, been doing it a while, and that is, we all know we should be doing this. The missing piece is probably the skill, knowledge, and understanding of how to systemize it, and I think this is what satisfies me more than anything, is to help brokers who are fantastic with people, fantastic brokers... Very highly regarded. Actually, to bring in some knowledge and support to help them build these systems Mm -hmm. um, in a way that is logical and makes sense. It's not that they don't know they need to do it. It's just knowing where to start and how to do it Mm -hmm. is the key. So that's what I would recommend. You know, for any of our listeners, is you know to start to to think about your business as a, a machine and a system, and you know get some guidance or advice on how to do this whether it's from us or somebody else because if it's not systemized in my experience it's not going to happen
1: yeah i would definitely plus one all of that asha i guess to to summarize listeners you know um protecting your herd is never going to happen unless you switch your thinking and actually prioritize this it'll always get pushed down the road because you're too busy so if you don't value this and understand the value in doing it, then you'll never prioritize it. So that's the first thing for me. realize the value in doing this um, and the second thing is to allocate time. If you don't allocate time or resources, then you'll never get it done. So you have to put the time aside and then here's the trick, Ash and listeners, is you allocate the time and then you absolutely cannot, under no circumstances, Take on an extra deal or a client meeting in favor of doing the protect your herd tasks. Because that's, again, what a lot of brokers will do is they'll put this off in favor of, favor of new clients. So they're the two things that are probably the hardest. Because once you do those things, the how is actually, Ash, it's not that hard. Like we're talking, okay, you've got some prospects. You've got some clients. You've got some partners. Great. Let's map out a bit of a plan for those three segments. How am I going to nurture and protect them? What am I going to do and send and give to my prospects to make sure I can convert them into clients over time? Same with clients. How am I going to develop a client experience ongoing that keeps them uh, educated, keeps them uh, in touch with me and makes sure all of their financial needs are sorted? Same as partners. How am I going to keep in touch with them to make sure they know me, like me, trust me, and keep sending me leads. Like it's a simple plan built into a system that gets executed. It doesn't necessarily, Ash, have to be super um, complex with emails and phone calls and texts and all sorts of stuff in the mail and social media. We can keep this really easy um, as a 101 version. We just have
0: to start somewhere, right? Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Look. I um I would say this, you can't break up happy relationships, and I'm going somewhere with this, you can't break up happy relationships. Now, that applies to your clients, your prospects, and your partners. What's the number one secret to ongoing happy relationships? Communication. Ongoing communication. What's the best way to keep in touch ongoing, communicate ongoing? is to systemize it. So the message here is, you know, if the only referral partner you will ever get for yourself is one that other people have forgotten about. This is one of life's great little sort of insights, James, is when we're out looking for new referral partners, you're not the first person to ever speak to them, very rarely. So you've got to ask yourself, why are they open to me winning them as a referral partner? Guess what? Because the person before you didn't keep in touch. Mm -hmm. It's the same with your clients. The only reason a client will leave you outside of selling a house, right, outside of necessity, the only reason a client will ever leave you is you haven't communicated well enough or often enough. It's the only reason. So take that secret away. I cannot overemphasize how important this is to second exactly what you said, James. You must develop communication protocols across these three areas And if you do it even half decently, you're immunizing, there's a word for the day, you're immunizing your herd against the possibility of being seduced away. I love that.
1: We've got immunizing in there. We've had herds, we've had killing animals. We've somehow morphed that into protecting and having an amazing client experience. Listeners, hopefully you have the pennies dropped. If it hasn't already as to the value of doing this. And I hope that by us approaching this a little bit differently and challenge you, challenging you to first make that shift in your thinking and allocation of time, then actually just build an easy system. It's not that hard. There's only a few ways to keep in touch, Ash. Phone, email, social media, or messages, and face-to-face. Don't overcomplicate it. Just be consistent and show up and put your face in front of people regularly. And as you said right at the start, Ash, if that's all you do, they'll remember you. And that actually ticks the box in terms of what you said at the start. Most people don't remember their broker or they're indifferent. Um, All you got to do, put your face in front of them to solve that. Um, I love this episode. It's one of my uh, pet hates when brokers uh, push this to the side. So hopefully we have uh, helped a number of people with this, Ash.
0: Yeah, and it's one of the very, I'm sure, I hope we have two, James, and it, it is a really important topic. And uh, it, it's one of the things, if I um, can say, that we focus on with the people we work with. And I'm saying that for emphasis that it's that important. We work very closely to free up time to focus on systemizing these things, to get these processes in place, and without exception, the, I guess, the comfort and I guess, pleasure that people we work with, brokers we work with get from having these things integrated into their business and keeping them in touch with people regularly. It's incredibly satisfying. Um, And once it's in place and up and running, it's something that just keeps working. It is. And I'll mention one more thing before we wrap,
1: Ash, because this is kind of important. We, as a business, we actually spend a lot more time and money and effort with our existing clients and our partners than we do with prospects. So just keep that in mind, listeners, like uh, most successful businesses will spend more time, effort, and money on their existing clients and partners instead of uh, throwing all of that at trying to generate new business. So just remember that uh, when you're thinking about time and money, most businesses put it all on their prospects and lead generation and marketing, spend it mostly on your partners and your clients and you'll be right. Um, Great great chat, Ash. Looking forward to next week. Um, Have a great week.
0: Yeah, likewise, James. Great chat. See you next time. See everybody. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration. It's now time to grow your mortgage business, your income, and your lifestyle too. If you want to accelerate and learn from the best, head over to brokerworkshop.com and join the next deep dive training with James and Dash. That's www.brokerworkshop.com. Until next time, go get them.